0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Please rise for the reading of the scripture. Today's scripture is Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, Or stand in the way that sinners take Or sit in the company of mockers But whose delight is in the law of the Lord And who meditates on his law day and night That person is like a tree planted by streams of water Which yields its fruit in season And whose leaf does not wither Whatever they do prospers Not so the wicked They are like chaff that the wind blows away Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Amen. may be seated.
0: Thank you, Steve. So in this middle of... uh... Bumper sticker theology. I thought, you know, I should probably look at bumper stickers. Maybe I should get a new bumper sticker for my car. Maybe I should find something. I know. So we did add a second bumper sticker to our bumper up here, just in case you were wondering. And uh, it, it does have our title on it. We'll keep adding more to it as we as we go through this series. Uh, but I was trying to figure out which one, what bumper sticker I should really kind of look at. So I, you know, I they got all kinds of them out there. They really do. Uh, you know, they got some with. Uh, with, with your favorite sports teams on it. Whether, I wonder if Dave has uh, a White Sox bumper sticker on his car. No, he probably doesn't put bumper stickers on his car. You don't want to deface the bumper sticker. Uh, so, uh, so I was trying to figure out those. So with the other ones, some of them support politicians, some that, uh, some that I can't even mention in here in church. <laughs> but I found the perfect one, I thought, and I thought, well, maybe I'll put that one on my car because it says, honk if you love Jesus. You know what I found out? There's a lot of people on Randall Road that love Jesus. <laughs> Will you pray with me this morning? Gracious and almighty God, God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that, uh, that the words that I speak would be your words, that it would be your message for your people. Uh, God, I ask that, uh, that you would truly speak to us today. All this I ask in your son's precious name. Amen. So it's time to look at another bumper sticker and, uh, that may or may not have a little bit of truth to it. You know, last week we talked about God closing doors and opening windows, and we learned that there might be some truth to that phrase after all. However, we still need to think about why we say things like this, and maybe come up with other words that we can share in these times. That is the reason for this worship series. We want to understand what truth is when and why we say these things, and what we can actually learn from them. So our phrase today, the bumper sticker that we have on here is, a Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to someone who's not. A Bible that's falling apart is u- usually belongs to someone who's not. This sounds good on the surface. If we have a strong faith and a belief in God rooted in Scripture, then our life will be good. Good. If we read and study our Bibles, we will never have doubts. We will never have questions. We will never have worry or fear. It certainly sounds like what the psalmist is saying in this first psalm that Steve just read for us. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps with the wicked, but whose delight is in the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Read and study God's law, God's word, and everything will be all right. Is that the way that it works? Is that the way that it good? I always love that. I look out and everything. No. <laughs> I mean, do our lives become this perfect, scene, uh, this perfect scene of life filled with peace and love when we spend time in God's Word? When we make the decision to follow Jesus, do, we immediately, do our lives immediately get easy? Noticing all that the problems vanish in our lives. And I think we know the answer to that question. The reality is this. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. Maybe, maybe you could say that with me. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. We face difficult situations in our lives. And I don't think the situations are directly connected with the amount of study that we spend in Scripture. Certainly our attitudes and hope in these situations are influenced by our study. How we react to them is influenced by that. We face situations that are not unique to individuals. You are not unique in all of your life circumstances. We all experience grief in our lives. We all experience uh, this grief through the loss of loved ones, through the loss of jobs, through the loss of relationships. These situations will present themselves to all of us at some point in our lives. Maybe you're facing it right now. But I think there's something even more prevalent that we need to mention. Mental illness is an epidemic that affects just about everyone. 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 Some of the latest reports from the CDC mentioned that at least one out of every five people suffer from mental illness, whether that's depression, anxiety, or any number of other diagnosed uh, diseases. This means that everyone here probably knows somebody who's dealing with this, dealing with mental illness or facing it even themselves. What does the church say about this? And how do we actually talk about it? Frankly, we don't do a good job at all about talking about it. Far too often, people in our communities feel like they have to have it all together to enter into a church building. If you ask many who are not connected to a local church, they will tell you that a church is for those people who have it all together. Little do they know. I mean, do you? Do you have it all together all the time? How many of you have a perfect life? I don't see any hands. (laughs) Maybe you felt that way in the past. You felt like you had to get cleaned up in order to come to church. I mean, we always try to put on our Sunday best. We want to dress up nice, but do you feel like you have to get your life cleaned up in order for you to come to church? You had to have this exemplary exemplary life in order to call yourself a Christian. That can't be farther from the truth. Jesus never said he came for the perfect. Find that in Scripture, please. Jesus never said he came for the perfect. He came for the broken, for the hurting. The church should be a hospital for the sick, not a space for the perfect. If there is any place that you should be, if you are struggling with your faith or with life in general, it should be in a community of support, love, grace, and mercy. It should be in a church. That is what a church should be. Is that who we are? A little more on that in just a bit. But we got to get back to our bumper sticker here, because as we, as we did last week, we continue to look at times when we, when we say this phrase, why we say it, and what Scripture tells us about the partial truth found within our theology of our bumper stickers. And so when do we say this phrase, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to somebody who's not? Well, like last week, this phrase comes out when things aren't going so well in our lives. The saying, while we feel like it should be a positive statement, usually will come out in a more negative way. I guess you could say that this is one way that people are gaslit. Now, if you're not really sure what I mean by the, when I mention gaslighting, let me offer you a definition. Gaslighting is manipulating someone by psychological methods so they begin to question their own mental health. They begin to think that there's something wrong with themselves. They start questioning their own sanity. And this is simply through the words that are spoken. Telling someone that all they need to do is spend a little more time in Scripture to make their life better, even if there are extenuating circumstances or mental illness, is gaslighting. While it may be well-intentioned in our words, maybe we should rethink this or rethink how we approach this. While we're on the subject of, of questioning the phrase, let's look at, at why we say this. At times, it's to encourage people to spend more time in study. We feel like we know, uh, we feel like we know what their study habits are and we want them to increase their time. This maybe truly an honorable thing to do. We should be encouraging people, shouldn't we? We should be encouraging them to to study and grow in their faith. That's what I continue to do with all of you is just encourage you to study and grow in your faith. But we need to make sure that we are not doing it under false pretenses. Because another time that we will say this is when we are being judgmental. We feel like if people would just spend a little more time in Scripture, their life would be much better. If they could just do this. Again, we don't know all the circumstances that they are facing, the situations they're in. But here we are, pointing fingers, telling them that all they need to do is this. And then it will have a miraculous effect on their life. Knowing when we offer these words and some of the reasons why we say them, we find out what it says in Scripture along this theme. Our reading today that Steve shared with us was from Psalm 1, which was written as kind of this guide on how to read most of the other psalms. But it does offer words of being blessed if we study and follow the law of the Lord. I guess that would mean that if we spend time in the Bible, we'll be blessed. But does that mean that we will not experience difficult times? Too often, I think, we we feel that way. That we feel that if, if it says this, that we won't experience those, those problems. Some will say yes. That if we spend that time, we won't experience those problems. But I think we need to look at this passage, at what it's speaking to us, in light of Scripture as a whole. Because Psalm 34, 18 tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It does not say that if you just spend a little more time little more time reading, you will be comforted, nor does it say that you will not be brokenhearted. The psalmist tells us that when we are brokenhearted, God will be close and help us to not be crushed. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says, praise be to the father of compassion and the God who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others in trouble. God comforts us especially in the midst of difficult times when we might be struggling in our faith or just struggling in our life. If we are struggling from a negative self-image or depression or anxiety or any other mental illness, God is there to comfort us. God will comfort us. I don't see anything in this passage that tells us that we must spend two hours a day reading and studying in order to receive God's comfort. I don't see words that tell us if we forget to do a daily reading for a couple of days that God will abandon us and let us struggle. I see that God is not only the one who provides, but he also comforts and heals, regardless of how many minutes we spend reading our Bibles. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to not read Scripture. I'm telling you, uh, I'm not telling you to, to stop studying and growing in your faith What I'm telling you is that if you're struggling or facing mental illness, it's not because you haven't spent time in the Word. This actually goes back to this view of a vengeful God, longing to punish humanity for the lack of devotion. God is a God of hope, of grace, and love. When I read the whole of Scripture, I don't see the vengeful God of wrath that we sometimes see in the Old Testament. If I read Scripture as a whole, I see that loving God who desires to be close to us, to comfort us. But you see, there is some truth in this saying Because if we spend time in God's Word, we will gain the tools and the knowledge to help us when things are difficult. It'll help us change our attitudes and it'll change our point of view when we're facing those difficult situations. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have doubts, questions, or hard times. And it also doesn't say that it's going to remove mental illness. But that brings me to one other thing that I wanted to mention to you today and it's in the second part of this passage of second corinthians because here's where we find these words god comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from god notice those two words that i've mentioned to you before so that we are comforted so that we can in turn comfort others We have a a strategic goal here at Journey of Hope. I know that you might not have heard about them for, for a couple of months, but I wanted to remind you of one of those. We actually have three, but the one I'm thinking of is this. We want to help those who are broken by life's circumstances. That is what, when we all got together and we took this big long survey, this was one of the things that came out of that. It said that we are striving to help those who are broken by life circumstances. Broken people need help. But I know that this has been difficult for us to define as a church. We've talked about it many different times in, in certain meetings. What does it mean to be broken by life circumstances? We initially look at this as is looking towards food ministry. Through serving through pads, food pantries, soup kettles, and the crisis center in Elgin. And while we're doing a good job with that, there are still other areas that need our attention. Now, if you are interested in helping those broken by this type of life circumstances with food ministry, I'm going to ask that you reach out and that you talk with Janina Hoffman. Reach out. Find one of those many areas that we can that we can help. Uh, and for those uh, who are down in the Bartlett area or want to go down to the Bartlett campus, uh, Gail Casey would be one to reach out and talk to, to get involved in those food, food ministries. However, if you remember, earlier on in the message, I told you this, one in five are facing mental illness. One out of every five people in the world are dealing with, With mental illness. And I would suggest again that that everyone here has been touched by this epidemic in their life. We all know someone and they actually may be closer than we think. So, what would it look like to help those broken by life circumstances? What would it look like to help those dealing with grief, with depression, with anxiety, fear, worry, and disorders of many different kinds? as they need to know that they are loved and valued. What does that look like? How can we, as Journey of Hope, reach out to those people? How do we help those broken by life circumstances? While we have a group that's working on this strategic goal, I would love to have a half a dozen people a half a dozen people who would love to work on this, who have a passion around this type of ministry and dedicated to this work, to reach out to me. Reach out to me and let's have some conversations. I want to begin a discussion around how we can help with support groups around grief, addictions, depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses that we are all facing. Now, I'm not sure if you've noticed or not, but mental health is something that we have not been able to get a handle on, especially within our society. I hear words from other people that said, I've reached out to, to get a hold of a therapist, and, and I got an appointment with a therapist. It's six months from now. Six months. We have an epidemic of mental illness that we are not facing? How can we as Journey of Hope help in this? It's something that we need to talk about. This is something that the church needs to share their knowledge around. And so if you are feeling this same call, if you are feeling passionate about this, reach out to me. Reach out to me throughout this week. Send me an email, shoot me a text, give me a call, however it means to get a hold of me. It's not going to be easy. It'll be easy to get a hold of me. It's not going to be easy to work on this. But I truly feel that God is calling us into something special here at Journey of Hope. God is calling us to reach out into our communities and love them. And this is one of those ways that we can reach out, love them, and help those who are broken by life circumstances. So let's have those conversations. So our bumper sticker. A Bible that is falling apart usually it belongs to someone who is not. There is some truth. The truth is that if we spend time in Scripture, if we spend time studying God's Word, that when those circumstances come up, we have tools, we have things in our back pocket that we can pull out and help us through those situations. But it doesn't mean that life isn't going to throw us a curveball or two. We're still going to face difficult times in our life but what are we as Journey of Hope going to do about it? Will you pray with me? God, sometimes we enter into this space not knowing what we're going to hear. We enter spaces uh, thinking that we know what direction you are going to take us and then all of a sudden you speak to our hearts and and challenge us. So God, I ask that as as we hear these words, as we spend time Uh, in prayer, as we spend time in Scripture, as we spend time with each other, that we would begin to look for new ways of helping those in the community, helping those within our community too, who are facing these difficult situations. Help us to offer the hope, the grace, the peace, the comfort that you offer to us. Help us to offer that to others as well. God, encourage us, especially in this work. All this we lift in the mighty and the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who told us that we can do all things with your Spirit with us. So we lift it in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we get ready to go forth from this place, that ending of that first verse to answer God's call, are we answering God's call in our life? Especially here at Journey of Hope and in your lives. Are we answering the call? Are we listening to where God is leading? I'm going to invite you to join us for fellowship time afterward to continue our worship uh, with coffee and with refreshments. Uh, But I also want you to know that as you leave this place, I want you to know that, that the love of God, The grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.